Fantasy Football Fire. This is the Pyro Podcast, episode 17, show of the 2014 season, show 130. Good times, Houdini. I feel like you haven't left since our last podcast. I feel like it's uh, it's only yesterday. (laughs) It was pretty much. (laughs) Um, So, we're making up due time. Uh, for the two weeks we took between the previous podcast and the one before that, we are in full force. It is here on Saturday, um, the day after D-Day, that we are recording another podcast here. Basically, in this podcast, we are going to be uh, going over two things. The first one is trade strategies. So, people have asked us, what are some of your trade strategies? And me and Houdini will throw out you know, a myriad of ideas that with, fit within that construct. The other thing we're going to talk about, segment two, will be the best fantasy teams that you can draft your fantasy players from. So the NFL teams that are scoring the most fantasy football points, and just it, that's where you go. It's kind of, uh, it's not fully an extension, uh, it's an extension or a tangent off of Suits' piece, uh, Power and Numbers, where he breaks out how many actual top 60 guys for fantasy football points um, each team got and talks about that. So it's really important, and we kind of had that um, interesting mo- aha moment when, when Suits came up with that concept. And I think it just is so important not to do, and I've done it yep. many times over the years, where I'll take a guy that I think is going to be a horse, but he's on a team that doesn't score. So we're going to cover that as well, and uh, we're going to go through some of the great teams, and we're going to talk to you about some of the, you know, beware. If, if Houdini does his career year, beware. This is fantasy points. Uh, Oasis, beware. Uh, or fantasy points are barren. Yeah, are barren. Something the barren like straits of fantasy football points. <laughs> You're not going to get too much crab there. So, um, no crab. No crab. No crab. Uh, well, you know, just just talk about a couple things in the news. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, your boy. His deal. How he about got his that money. Now? now, this is a big contract. So, he, you know, and and. What, how are they going to let him play now? Now that he's got all that guaranteed money, uh, he's got uh, it's, it's a big deal. It was a low. It was, it, 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 it was no. It was a lot. It was a lot. Sixty-one of, million. It was, I mean, yeah, it was a lot of guaranteed, but they they got a lot of flexibility. I hear you, but I don't know if they if they let this guy play, he's a fantasy football guy. If in run, if he's if he's just doing what he was doing all last season, he's an underwhelmer. Right, because I you know he when he's running. I think then he also becomes a better passer because it sets up for him to have better passing lanes and other, and other opportunities because defenses are, are off kilter. If he's sitting there trying to be that pocket passer, and, you know, he's just not able to make those passes like that. And he needs to be able to, to make defenses just have to always respect everything at all times. I think he could make that leap in, in, in his game and become a better pocket passer just because I think that that's probably what he's been working on the hardest this offseason. Last year, you're like, what would you work on the hardest? He was working on his speed. He was working on his track. And he was working on... And then he didn't really have to use that as much of that as he did the year before. For him to play all seven years of this, whatever, $130 million contract... He's going to have to bring that element to his game, or he's going to keep getting banged up, and not, no one's going to be. A, it's going to be like Vic. It's like he just he can't rely on this guy. Right. Um, so you know, while I already think he's a much better passer than Vic, and I think he's got the strongest arm in the league, I really do. When you see him doing those rollouts, and well, you know he's got a strong them. arm. Remember week one last year? Yeah, I know. You're seeing some of those things, and you're like, oh my god, but this guy's the a beast. That, I, the other things that I, I, I was seeing from him throughout Where's the season because I had him was that. 
You're right. He does have a strong arm because he would overthrow guys a lot. And you know, and you would see like on on the shorter routes where he's just he's throwing the ball high, or it's just it was just a bad release point for whatever reason. So, you know, I think he just. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ex- I think it's a great contract for for the 49ers. You know, this is all these guys that are. You know, Russell Wilson is going to be getting one of these uh, come next year. Once the divi- once the divorce is finalized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What if this this would be the? And I don't want this to happen, but. Um, what if he got injured, like career-ending injury in the off-season uh, right now, and and because w- he was waiting for that divorce and to sign the big money, so he wouldn't have to give her any of it. Uh, don't want that to happen. But there's two two sides to that coin, there, Russell. Um, so you know, another. Well, but he's still on his rookie contract. I don't think I he's going to renegotiate no. it right now, anyway. That's part of the new collective bargaining agreement. I so, think. so like, Kaepernick's his season old because he was a uh, second round pick. He wasn't a. Oh no no. Well then Russell will be the same no, thing. No no. I, I think Cap. No, you're right. Kaepernick was he was drafted the year before. So year you're before, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's eligible now. But you're, you're right. Okay. Or or he was or he was still under control for this year. But they. I'm wanted, not good with all. They those wanted, those I think what it was is I think I think he he was still under control. They could have had Kaepernick cheap this year, but they wanted they just got the deal done. Smart. Yeah, make, well, yeah. what they say it's a team-friendly deal because basically, other than that guaranteed million, which is you know for he was gonna get that kind of money regardless in the contract. Basically, it's year to year. Uh, they don't have to. They're not. They're not stuck for him with five years. They can give him that sixty-one million, and if the next two years he's a dud, which probably is not gonna happen, it, it, you know they can say you know year three we're, we're we're cutting you and we're not on the hook for any of it. So it's a year to year contract, and basically most players deals aren't like that. Tom Brady. Um, you know, Manning. Well, and actually, Rogers, these guys have to play. You know, they got to pay through the contract. They took they took a similar note from the Jay Cutler contract because it's the yeah, same type of yeah. thing. The Cutler contract, while well, it's a five or six year deal, or whatever it is, it's like after three years, the Bears can get out of it a hundred percent, no no cap hit the the year after that. So, yeah, that's the new that's the new style of contract where the NBA, I mean, the NFL just rule. They get. They aim, well, they, they nothing's guaranteed. So, well. so as long as you're giving them the money up front, then why wouldn't you, as an organization? And here's the other thing: any, any of you listeners should be happy about that too, because what that means is that the team that you root for doesn't get screwed, you know, by yeah. by having to eat all that 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 cap room and like like for us Bulls fans, having to see Carlos Boozer, and then you're gonna have to amnesty him, where you're gonna still have, you're still paying him at that point, but yeah. you just get him off the books, you know. It's horrible. Snoozer. Good goddamn snoozer. So it's, it's good for all these teams that they're able to, if, they're, if they structure themselves well. You know, when I follow a team, you don't want to see your team just like all of a sudden get, because someone put you into cap hell, uh, that your team can't get out of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, should we. Uh, Is there anything you know, one else thing we have, let's, let's, let's mention one thing. You know, our draft kit's out. It is. Um, so we'll just quick, do a quick plug there. You know, uh, it's $15. It's. Definitely the best draft kit you're going to be able to get out there. It's like nothing else. I think a lot of probably websites actually are going to draft this thing and make their own versions of it. I think people have already done that, but our, we're the first one to do that, that style of draft kit. It's awesome. Um, you know, we got the, it's the first version, so we're going to be flushing it out with more secondary content in the second version, uh, third version, fourth. We'll probably go to five or six versions and uh, up up until the season starts. And once you if, buy yeah. the first version, every other version automatically is automatically included. Automatically sent to you. So um, pick that thing up, and we'll do a little talking here and there about it and Pyro Promo it. And uh, just bear with us while we're talking about that stuff over the next uh, 90 days, 92 days, or whatnot, because 
um, you know, we, we, we really work hard on that, and so we're gonna we're gonna push it and try and uh, sell a bunch of them to you. I feel like at the end of uh, trading places, tell them to get back in there and sell, 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 sell. <laughs> turn those machines back on. <laughs> we're back. All right, uh, cool. Well, let's talk about trade strategies. One of the things I put out on Facebook. About uh, a week ago, hey, we're doing a podcast, or earlier in the week, God, this is, week's been a long one, um, hey, what, what would you guys like to hear on the podcast of some questions, and uh, one of our guys, uh, Franco Arsenault, one of our uh, legendary uh, guys on, on Facebook, we love you, buddy, uh, your, your likes and, uh, and passion for fantasy football and towards Pyro is awesome. Uh, I wish there was more of you guys listening to this podcast, actually, that was uh, is, is on on top of it and liked us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash pyromaniac. I feel like that's one of the most, that's the fu- the, the most interesting place to interact with these guys because yeah. you've got the picture there, you've got the comments right there. I just feel like it's the best place, environment, better than Twitter. You know, I'm not as great at Twitter direct messages. I guess, I just, I think that Facebook is, is the perfect entity for our promotion and our posting of interesting and weird well, things. Well, and it's so because it's... Go there, like us, and use it. Comment. Ask us questions there and, and have fun there. It's, it's pretty sweet. D-Rex, you're, you're all over that stuff. I mean, you, you live and breathe this... Uh, I live and breathe and, it. Uh, and and, and uh, the pictures, you're... you're, you're, you're you always have something unique out there, which is, uh, yeah. I, I always find, uh, that I don't know where you find these images. From, it's, from, it's, I'm, from a professional, I'm a professional yeah. Google image searcher. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Literally professional. So, I, if right. I would find the same picture as you, it would be like, with only like five pixels. Yeah. It's like, you, you couldn't even see it. It's it's five years of doing that for this site, and it's uh, it's it's pretty awesome tool, the interwebs. So... Um, yeah, so hit us up there and, and, and join, the, join the discussion, please. We're having fun. I think you'll, it'll benefit you more than anything else um, in information and feedback for your leaks. Um, yeah, you know, because it's also, that's, that's, it's what's, you're right, because it's like little mini conversations stuff. People are asking questions. It's, it's, a, it's a basically a forum. So Sometimes you, you chime in and have right. a different opinion than D-Rex, you know, two Dinis. We all, you know, sign out and our, tag our names. Right. So, I mean, it, it, for, for that simple reason alone, you're getting, a, or if you have a question, you just want to have something answered, throw it out there. Yeah. Well, cool. Let's talk about trade scenarios and, 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 and get into it. And, uh, you know, I'll just put out one, one thing that I, I'll start off, and it was something you mentioned, which is really true. Don't burn any bridges in trading, you know? Always put out fair trades. You know, come up, just do... Do well. Do do be faithful. Be loyal. Don't do weird trades that that are either one illegal and people find out about it and then don't trust you, or you're just a dick and you get burned or you're trying to run people over with your trades and like you know you're not, I, you don't want to be that guy. I got the worst one. The worst one where the guy offers you seven players for your one player. Well, what am I gonna do? Drop everybody else on my roster to to, to take yeah. all your crap? Yeah. And people know like. Well, I mean, well, let's talk about it one thing at a time. Well, it's actually probably going to all blend together, but I agree with you. It's just when you get – I got offered – one trade I got offered last year that obviously I should have taken was um, – and I've talked about it on this podcast is the uh, LaShawn McCoy I got offered we, after week one for Cook. Yeah. Uh, Jared Cook, which obviously I should have done, but I liked my running backs. And, I mean, after that I was like – Wow, is Cook going to be what what Jimmy uh, Graham was for me two weeks before, or th- I mean two, two years, years yeah, maybe right. three years, two years before? Um, 
And I said no. You know, I liked where I was at with running back position. I thought I drafted well. And that, that's a mistake. But I feel like that is something that, that either you have to do in trading or be smart about not either trade. You're a trade high guy. Yeah, you know, okay, you bring up, okay, I want to, right? Yeah, and let's, uh, you're right, this this conversation is probably going to ramble mm-hmm. all over the place, which is it's fine. It's going to be, but write down but our me, concepts. And let, me, let me hit this point that you're just bringing up, because as a guy, my buddy, my buddy uh, Josh in my league, he always has a guy that is like the surprise guy that goes off in week one, yeah. scores a ton of points, and I'm always telling him, like, dude, you should trade that guy, and then... He gets emotional. He's like, no, no, no. You know, look, right at this, look, look at this, yeah. what this guy's doing. I mean, he's, 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 <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's not going to continue to do that. It's like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know. So, and then he always ends up holding on to that guy, and then the guy does nothing. Yeah. So, you know, if you are one of these guys, if you get a guy that was a deeper pick, and, and you know, and look at the situation. Was it because of who he played in week one? Was it because of like, you know, was it was one big play that, that helped him get all these points? Whatever it is, when you're in that type of a situation, and it's usually not going to, people aren't usually going to make a trade after week one. That's another thing, too. So I understand. But I'm, I'm going to start doing what you're saying. I'm with you on this. If I, I have a guy, yeah, I should have traded Jeff. If, if any of yeah. my guys explode, in week one, even like Kaepernick, if he just blows up like he did in week one of last year, screw it. I think what Sell you got when, when then he scored like zero points for like. But I wouldn't actually do that with Kaepernick because he's a quarterback. The same way I wouldn't have traded Manning high, you know. It's right. Um, but I, I think you're right. If you get, but you mentioned it. The, the preface of that was if you get this guy lower. So yeah, not it's talking, usually it's, a guy. It's hard to do that with your first or third through uh, third round pick, you know, because you're you're really vested, and that's the cornerstone of your team, right? Because here's what will happen: in some instances, it'll be a guy that was not even starting for that team, right? That that scored 30 points on their bench, or he's like their last flex player or something like that. <laughs> now, if he's the guy that was on their bench, then you you know people try to trade for them. Oh no, I want those points now. It's like yeah. you know you have to take the emotion out of it when those those things happen and realize. It's almost less emotion. Sorry to interrupt you. It's more ego. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ego. It's like you're, you you want to you want to be that genius uh, that you drafted guy. him you and did whatever. It. Look right. what I did. I can see this. You didn't. I like doing that. Right. You like doing that. Sure. Whenever you come up with that guy, you're like, ah, yeah, I, I knew it. I right, knew well, that was going to happen. You know. Yeah. I I agree. Okay. You bring that up. Brings up another point. A question that I have when you're drafting. Because you're building your team, obviously. You're, you're going through the point in time where, okay, maybe it's a league where you have an average six bench spots, seven bench spots, whatever it is. So you're going to have to decide how you're going to use your bench spots. Um, and I know that you're a guy who likes to go for these wide receivers early. Yep. So then you're stockpiling more running backs late. So then are you grabbing more running backs and then also doing that to potentially be have something to trade, or what's your what's the thought process? Depth. I think it's depth. You're kind of throwing a bunch of running backs up on the wall. I think that's going to be my approach. To be honest, I start working on my updated D Rex uh, draft manifesto tonight and tomorrow. Uh, I haven't even touched it for the upcoming season with all the other things we had had on our uh, on our table. Um, so it's uh, that's going to be exciting to work through, and I can think and I listen back on these podcasts. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. You yourself, when you're coming up with your draft approach, go and listen to the podcast. To put yourself, lock yourself away for a little bit, and it's it's unbelievable. We're covering all the subject matters you need to make the right decision. Uh, so I'm psyched to go into that. But for me, I'm put, I'm trying to get. 
you're trying to get in that if, if, if I do this strategy where you know two wide receivers lock that down this year I'm very high on Graham like most people are but I would love to you know maybe get a get a higher QB than I do usually but once you're the in there I'm really good with the wide receivers so I don't feel like I need I don't need to stockpile them what I need to stockpile is those running backs because I'd rather I've got more chance like buying lottery tickets in mm-hmm. some weird way right. you know you've got more opportunity to have if you have six running backs that are kind of none of them are epic but a lot of them have some upside it, you're gonna blow you're gonna get two of them to blow you know um, and, and and do what they're gonna blow in a good way blow up yeah uh, so I see, but, I've, I've, but I've seen it like where guys have done that and they stockpile the running backs and they're all bad. I agree. You know, so it's uh, if I and then okay, no, and that brings up the point then. So if you do that and you stockpile and you waited because you're grabbing the wide receivers early and you grab those four running backs like in a row, say between rounds uh, six through ten, you or six through nine, whatever, you, you, grab, you grab. I grab. I would grab three between five and nine. Okay. I would grab th- three or th- out, of, out of the next five picks. I would probably take three running backs. Okay. Because um, I would be set. With um, you know my wide receivers essentially and probably a quarterback. But then you're going to draft another running back later as well. Yeah, but then I'll go in those teen rounds. I'll be going on guys that I think are upside rookies in this in this case. We talked about how we don't want to have many rookies, but there are a couple guys that I think could get some opportunities. And yeah, well, no, why, rookie, not, why not go out on a limb and say, you know what, this guy might. We, I did it with Ellington last year. Well, no, no. And the rookie running backs are the, is, is the one position where you have the best chance for... We all had Andre Ellington. Right. We got... Where'd you get Ellington? I got him in like the 14th pick. And that's a rookie... That's a rookie league. That's I, where you have to start I, a rookie. I, I, I didn't have you it in a rookie him, league. You went undrafted I, in, I, I, in non-rookie I picked leagues. him up off of waivers yeah. in two leagues. Yeah. He's, he went undrafted. So... I think it's um, that, that that's the way I go with this. But as far as strategy for tr- for trading, here here's one thing that I really like to do, and it's kind of obvious. But if you master the art of it and the conversation of it with with your kind of rivals or your opponents, is know who guys love. No, and I'm I'm telltale. People know who I love, and they've been trade drafting them ahead of me just to spite me for ages. That goes to even like kickers and fourth string. Running backs that aren't even good, but I want them on my team because I love them. Um, know guys that that people in your league who they like, and and touch upon that. You got you got a way to get the heartstrings for a trade from that person because you're like, all right, this I know this guy loves MJD, okay, and MJD is not someone that I'm in love with right now, uh, but I want someone on his team. You know, throw out the MJD carrot, and if, if you do that, you're going to help yourself so much because. You, you you already know you've got a kind of partly a willing trading partner. See, but I don't, I don't I don't like doing that because the people who go out and try to draft your players, then you don't end up wanting to trade with them. Then all of a sudden it's like I'm not saying they're, that that's a different thing. I'm saying I'm not saying those are connected. Okay, those are connected. Uh, somebody. Draft I would say no. I would I'm, say not dra- I'm not saying draft that guy's player to trade him. So what you're him. saying is this: is that when you're on draft day, I'm not saying anything. No, about, no, no. no. Okay. When, you're, when you're on draft day. And you make a pick if you're in the live room where you actually can conceive people, or you're on a chat room and someone actually like we goes, do it together. Someone goes, "Oh, nice pick," or something we like do it that. Together. Then you're like, "Oh, nice pick." Okay, now I want to pay attention. That guy likes my guy. 
you know, you're putting oh, okay. you know, have yeah, an idea yeah. out there. And then, but at the same time, oh, that's, me, a good, that's that's a little different. Let me finish. But I like yeah. it. But that's true. That's like kind of like a notice the reaction that other people have to your guys if you didn't already know they liked them, right. and then play on that. I, I agree with that. Um, but I think it's the conversation and the discussion that you have with people in the preseason now. I mean, I'm talking fantasy football with guys in my league, and you start talking like, "Hey, so who you like it?" And you, I, I'm pretty honest. You know, I'll always throw a little bit of a smoke, smoke and mirrors, and uh, throw down some some tax. Most we'll of the guys are like spy hunter. We talk, we but, talk football, but most of the guys are probably like, ah, I'm not going to tell you who I'm liking. No, 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 my guys are so coy. But yeah, you got yeah, because because it's we were like that, but we realized it became unfun. So at this point, well, we still like, have fun we, though. Good because we stopped for a while. It was just like crickets in the league. It was like all business. And at one at one draft, we're all like, dudes. We gotta have more fun this year. We gotta get back to trades, talking shit about each other on email, and like, and sometimes it just gets too serious, especially when you're in a league like this. It's like essentially 25, I think this would be like 25th or 6th reunion of, of that league. So that's 1988. Uh, wow, it's crazy. Um, so. But I think the conversation, discussion, email, you do individual <laughs> emails with guys and start yeah. just talking fantasy. And you're not trying to like, you know, you're not trying to be coy, you're not trying to be deceitful or whatever. But if you know something about someone, it gives you more of an advantage to, for them to know something about you. And you also, then you just, you can be like, all right, this helps you and this helps me because we're on the level. And, and, and there's a lot of guys in the league that are doing what you're talking about. They're doing like the deceitful stuff that makes you just kind of like, eh. I'm gonna stay away from that. I, I never, I never benefit from trading with that X guy. I'll jump on what you're saying here because that was the point I was gonna make. Helps you, helps me. Those are the trades that work. Those are the trades that that you need to uh, search out for. Valverde and Vietnamese geese. It's easy to figure it out when you need to do it. So what, let's say that you're in a situation where um, you need you need to get a wide receiver, okay? And what you have to deal. Is a uh, is a quarterback uh, or a running back? So then, what you're looking for is who are the teams that are in my league that have the extra wide receivers that need either a quarterback or a running back? Now these are the two Do guys that. that I can now I can say, hey, look, I see that uh, I think we can help each other out here. Uh, I see that you need this. I need that. Why do I feel like everyone in your league is like their eyebrows slowly raises when Houdini gives that call? Well, you know, <laughs> what's funny is no, no, there are times like too. It's like it's, it's like I have my one uh, friend that I'm in like three different leagues with, and we trade with each other a lot, and it's and it's funny too because it's like you get a trade off. You're like, you really give me that trade offer? That's really good. I usually have to reject the trade offer and go back and forth. I think I'm just going to take that offer. I'm like, am I crazy? And I'm like, I'm calling you. Hey, would you yeah. take this trade yeah. offer? Because I don't know. <laughs> this guy, he never gives me this one, this good of an offer at the beginning. This is how you always start those those conversations. Houdini calls all the time with this, and I love it. Obviously, much more in season. But I mean, yeah. well, I'm in six weeks, I have yeah. more opportunities. Whenever, whenever, you, whenever I know it's going to be that type of conversation, you're like, hey, man, you got a minute? <laughs> If, if it's something pyro, you're like, I don't care if this guy's got a minute. We gotta fucking, he's gotta listen because we gotta get this shit done. But if it's one of his fantasy leagues, like, he's like, is that all right? Can we squeeze? Can I squeeze in five minutes here? 
So, so let me go back. So when, I'm, when, I, when you look at that, if you're in that situation, you need to have that wide receiver. You're going to look through out of, let's say you're in a 12-team league or a 10-team league. In a 12-team league, you're probably only going to have potentially four to five trading partners. In a 10-team league, it may only be three to four trading partners. Now, that can be hard if you have some of these guys that, that won't trade. And that was something you have to gauge as well. So if you know that, like I joined a league last year with uh, with another buddy of mine. He's like, he's like, yeah, we're trying to get these things going. And I tried to talk smack with these guys. And it was it's like, just, uh, there was no trading. Yeah, there was like, I won guys. the league. So I'm like, I got to stay. So, but uh, otherwise it's like, there was just, there's no, I'm like, you have to build your own team. Who did you have in that league that, that, that how'd you win the championship in that league? This was this is, these are good stories also within we're talking about trading we'll keep talking about it but championship teams and the stories of them um, are important and awesome because you can kind of get a, a model and a, and a template for how you can win and, and pick great teams that have the chance to win fantasy championships so I always do like to look at my champion seasons and there's hasn't been enough of them. But there have been plenty of them, so, and and, and yeah. what what I what I what I really want to do is is look back on those moments and see what got me there, what what happened. So this was probably one of the more ramshackle put together championship seasons you'll ever see because I, like uh, I had like one keeper that I you had like a guy you could keep and you lose a round. So I kept C.J. Spiller for my eighth round pick, who ended up doing nothing. So then I had the uh, the third pick in the draft. I took Trent Richardson with my oh, first God, pick last right. year. That's right. I remember this one. My second pick was Julio Jones, okay. who got injured. Yeah, it was killing it. So my third pick was Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, my God. How did I win the championship, right? In-season savviness. Fourth round, Pierre Garçon. Okay, that's great. Fifth thing. round, Vernon Davis. Sixth round, Colin Kaepernick, which... Was whatever. Then I took Danny Amendola in the next round, which didn't oh do anything God. either. Uh, then I had the CJ Spiller. Ninth round, I got Deshaun Jackson. Jeez. Tenth round, I got Daryl Richardson. Nothing. D'Angelo Williams after that. Nothing. D'Angelo had a couple good weeks. Couple. Jordan Cameron in the twelfth round. Andy Dalton. That was big through five. Andy Dalton in the thirteenth, which became my starting quarterback. And then I also made a trade in that league for Philip Rivers, so uh, that that helped as well. Um, and that was my team. So it's like, and I got, and I grabbed Percy well, Harvin in the last round, who, who never played. For yeah. Me. What was what was the big pickup that you think picked you up? Did? Andre Ellington. I picked up Keenan Allen. I picked, I picked up everybody that was. Uh, so there you go. I was all. And that just the goes to show line. you that because no one traded. No round in any draft in fantasy football is make or break. A lot. My first three rounds sucked. Yeah. And my no. keeper sucked. Yeah. And all, and when you're looking back at your draft, and uh, like I was just saying on my fantasy championship team. And even the losers in between, you're like, oh my god, that was such a bad pick. What was I thinking? And then on the flip side, you look like, god, that was a genius pick right there. And you, you can map that out. So that's that, that's awesome. Good to hear that. Well, you know, as far as trade strategies, um, and I think we can, you know, we can discuss uh, this for you know another ten minutes or so. Um, I'm just thinking about what you let's uh, a mindset. I think that you just kind of were touching on that. I think. Is either good or bad, I don't know, but we're going to discuss it. Okay. The, the trade, when you get that alert and you go to your, your yeah. league and you're like, a trade offer isn't made. You're like, ah, oh. like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Be something good. Make this a good trade. Come on. I don't want to waste my time with bullshit, which usually it. Right. Do you like to pounce on it? Besides the call to me, it's call the dog, the text to probably two other people. Um, do you like, do you, should you pounce on it? 
Or should he sit on it? Because in this one guy in my league, the Rain Man, he started the site with us. I was here, here in year one. He makes a lot of trade offers, but he takes them off the table. Right. So you see it, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And you're like, there's one league I do, uh, Malt, which I talked about uh, the other week on the podcast. And it's like, I'll call him and I'll be like, dude, what should we do? He's like, uh, we're, talk, we're discussing. Ten minutes later, he's like, dude. Do it. Pounce, pounce. I'm like, go back. The tray's not there. TC does it all the time. Call him back. I'm like, dude, the tray's not up there anymore. Oh. Right. And you're like, fuck, I should have just said yes. Um, isn't that crazy? But the way the digital aspect of the website. You know the guy too, though, the, right? There are certain owners that do that all the time. That you'll you'll be like at this guy's meeting. The Jeremy Battaglia yeah. of our league. I've been in a meeting and I'm like, and I come out of my meeting, it's like, uh, you have been offered a trade. The trade offer has been withdrawn. You have been offered a trade. The trade offer has been withdrawn. You've oh. been offered. I'm like, what are you doing? So like, that person's either drunk, figure out what you want to offer me, or bored, <laughs> or has or is taking a dump and is doing it through their iPhone and it's really chunky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the trade I want to do. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hold oh. on, reject it. <laughs> Which all could be possible uh, reasons with TC. You know what? Here, <laughs> let me let me say one other thing that that happens at least in CBS leagues because you can offer a trade and it can sit out there for weeks. Right, and, and the guy just sitting on it, and you forget maybe because you, you offered like trades to seven different teams, and this has happened. <laughs> and but, but don't do this. This is this is called shadiness, you know. And, and it's like, or don't and don't be this guy in all ways. Like a guy gets injured, and you know he's injured, but it hasn't actually been something you know put out in the news yet, and. You're gonna make a trade now, trading that guy, I mean, that knowing that every he, that happens every year by someone. Don't be that asshole. Don't be that schmuck. It always gets vetoed and returned. Right. And all that happens is that you look like an asshole. But let's be honest. If you're making a trade and not doing a quick search before any guy, I agree that that person that made that trade is a total asshole. But if you're not doing double check to make, I, anytime I get a trade like that, I'm do, I'm doing a search. Does this guy go down? <laughs> I don't want to be like, yes, I'm in, I'm in. Oh, did you know that he just went down and he's got a root canal and out for three weeks? You're like, um, no, can we undo that? No, <laughs> you accept it. But one thing I'll say that goes to what you said in CBS when the trades can be stuck out there forever. If I don't want to pull a, tr- a trade, I will do this. I don't reject it outright. Because what if my guy blows his kneecap out sure. the next... The next practice, and then I accept it. So I am an asshole. For You're me. an asshole. But that yeah. guy made the trade to me. I'm just pouncing on it. I know, but at the same time, then it's going to get reviewed again by the league. I agree. As a commissioner, but I would, I'm, st- I would do As that. a commissioner, I'm going to say, You're I, an asshole. I go, No. Never, I've never done it, but I keep unopened, well, unrejected, you know we unrejected trades for weird reasons like that. Like, another commissioner. Maybe I'll wake up one morning and have after a dream. Let me give you another commissioner note. So those of you who are running your leagues, don't allow these assholes. Like D-Rex to ruin your, 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 your good times and to make things more difficult. So what you do is in order to prevent that from happening is if there's ever, we put a rule in, if there's prior knowledge of an injury and you're offering a, a trade on that guy or accept the trade, uh, you actually lose your waiver wire pickups for a week. So oh, I like it. Suck it. Just so you know, I just try, I just want to keep the leagues fun. When we were in the expert league with uh, the Magic Mans. Well, nobody expert, talked in that Yeah. League. Well, because I, I, in the draft, I was shitting on everyone. I was just being such a dick. One guy was like, told me to shut up. Another one told me to fuck off. <laughs> I, I, literally, it's a goal of mine to make Pyro the oasis, the hated, the, the Richard Ashcroft, the hated entities of the industry. Because we're going to shit on all you guys. <laughs> That's it. Cheers That's to that. that. Yeah. Cheers to that. We are. Cheers to that. 
Chen Chen, and the people that listen to our shit are going to shit on the fantasy ballers that listen to your shit. We hear about it all the time. Done. Done. All right. Uh, anything else to say on trades? Um, I mean, if you have a specific trade question, hit us up with a second opinion. Um, you know, we'll answer it. Go to Facebook.com uh, forward slash Pyromaniac. Ask us a question on, I like it better, just so you know, please. I like it better when you post it as, a, as something right on the website instead of a direct message. Because for the reason that I do want those things to become a discussion and, 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 a, and it's something that's a topic that people can rally around and, and give their two cents. So I'd ra- I will take direct messages, but um, I'd rather have them on uh, posts. So uh, trade strategies. It's funny. You talk about them a lot on these podcasts and within pieces. Um, it's surprising how few trades seem to actually happen in leagues. Some leagues, not other leagues. I have, I have, or too many. Yeah, well, you're right. I'm in, I'm in one league where it's like... Few and far between. Are just people want to trade at all costs. and We'll just trade just for trading's sake. And then there's other leagues, like I mentioned, when I won, there were two trades made all year. The fact is, if you're one of those guys that vetoes every trade because it doesn't involve you, and you're always being a sourpuss about any trades, I mean, you probably shouldn't be doing fantasy football. You should probably be doing fantasy baseball. I'd like to talk a little bit about baseball and football. Starting with baseball, baseball is different from any other sport in a lot of different little ways. For instance, in most sports, you score points or you score goals. In baseball, you score runs. In most sports, the ball or the object is put in play by the offensive team. In baseball, the defense puts the ball in play, and only the defensive team is allowed to touch the ball. In fact, in baseball, if an offensive player touches the ball intentionally, he's out. Also, most sports, the team is run by a coach. In baseball, the team is run by a manager. And only in baseball does the manager or the coach have to wear the same uniform the players do. Can you picture Bill Parcells in his New York Giants uniform? Now, baseball and football are different from one another in other kind of interesting ways, I think. First of all, um, baseball is a 19th century pastoral game. Football is a 20th century technological struggle. Baseball is played on a diamond in a park, the baseball park. Football is played on a gridiron in a stadium, sometimes called Soldier Field or War Memorial Stadium. Baseball begins in the spring, the season of new life. Football begins in the fall when everything is dying. In football, you wear a helmet. In baseball, you wear a cap. (laughs) Football is concerned with downs. What down is it? Baseball is concerned with ups. Who's up? Are you up? I'm not up. He's up. In football, the specialist comes in to kick. In baseball, the specialist comes in to relieve someone. In football, you receive a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops. 
Football has hitting, clipping, spearing, blocking, piling on, late hitting, unnecessary roughness, and personal fouls. Baseball has the sacrifice. <laughs> Football is played in any kind of weather. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, mud. Can't read the numbers on the field. Can't read the yard markers. Can't read the players' numbers. The struggle will continue. In baseball, if it rains, we don't come out to play. a seventh inning stretch. Football has the two-minute warning. <laughs> Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's going to end. We might have extra innings. Football is rigidly timed and it will end even if we have to go to sudden death. In baseball, during the game in the stands, there's kind of a picnic feeling. Emotions may run high or low, but there's not that much unpleasantness. In football, in the stands during the game, you can be sure that at least 27 times you are perfectly capable of taking the life of a fellow human being. Preferably a stranger. And finally, the objectives of the two games are totally different. In football, the object is for the quarterback, otherwise known as the field general, to be on target with his aerial assault, riddling the defense by hitting his receivers with deadly accuracy in spite of the blitz, even if he has to use the shotgun. With short bullet passes and long bombs, he marches his troops into enemy territory, balancing this aerial assault with a sustained ground attack which punches holes in the forward wall of the enemy's defensive line. In baseball, the object is to go home <laughs> and to be safe. I hope I'll be safe at home. Safe at home. Oh, George Carlin, man. That is so good. So good. Awesome stuff. I know that's a little longer than we usually do, but we had to play it. And we're, but we're not doing little bits, so we're giving you longer bits. We're giving longer bits. Because um, we're always giving you bits. We are giving you kibbles and bits. Oh, because no kitten caboodles. No kitten caboodles, for sure. We words. Hit, we're, words. We're not, no, not, we're not, we're not playing that, but that's awesome. Another George Carlin <laughs> skit. Uh, that guy's the best. If you don't know him, YouTube some of his stuff. Powerful, powerful, smart dude. Can I, let me tell a funny uh, George Carlin story. So in uh, college, uh, a guy uh, in the room down the hall of my fraternity, he had a George Carlin poster. And it had like alphabetical, all these different, alphabetical A through Z, all the different words for fornication. So, uh, there was one, and I'll never forget, this guy was a pleasure in my house. He lives here in Chicago, Pete Partipillo, I'm throwing you out there, Pete the Spleen. There's a description that said, going squat jumping in the cucumber patch. And he goes, oh, I want to go squat jumping in the cucumber patch. We're like, you want to go squat jumping in the cucumber patch? <laughs> <laughs> that's for the check, huh? Oh, my God. That's great. So that that's why you call him the spleen? No, because he had his spleen removed. Oh. <laughs> We're uh, real original. Pete the uh, spleen. Pete that was what they called him in college. Hey guys, I got my spleen removed. All right, from now on, you're going to call you spleen. <laughs> it's now, you, got to keep the, you got to keep your spleen, buddy. It's in the form of a nickname. All right, let's get into our second segment. <laughs> uh, power in numbers, and it's really not power in numbers. I'm sorry. It's 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 an extension of it. So it's the best fantasy teams to be drafting 
your players from. Yeah. It's essentially power in numbers, but we're rewrapping it and we're going to talk about it in a different manner. Um, I think it's important for us to kind of let's go let's go back and forth between the good teams and the and the bad teams. Or would you rather go all good and then all bad? Well, you know, let's let's, uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's talk about our Bears first. Three guys. So obviously, because Cutler and um, so and uh, McCown split. Yeah. There was you know eating of of points between the two of them, um, but the Bears had Alshon. Forte and Marshall. Well, clear, you know, clear into the into the zone of. Let's talk about it for this year because let's talk about why are you so high on the Bears? Why am I so high on the Bears? Well, currently I have Jay Cutler as my 11th rated quarterback on my tiers. I have um, Matt Forte as the second rated running back on my tiers. Uh, wide receivers, I got Brandon Marshall at number five, and I got Elshon Jeffrey at number nine. Um, okay, so all those guys would then be cracking this mark. And then as I go to Martellus Bennett, he's sitting there for me uh, currently at number eight. So I'm looks like I'm a believer in the Bears. Who's the, so that mean the lowest guy out of those is, number, is ranked 11th for 11th, you? 11th, that's Jay Cutler. That's ridiculous. So obviously, we think they're going to be great. Uh, well, and it, here's, what, here's what it proves, though, too. Because this is, this is, this is again, what, what this is all about. It's about saying... And again, I mentioned this in the previous podcast. I was the guy that used to be, oh, I want the guy, uh, the wide receiver, the number one wide receiver on a bad team who's going to be throwing the ball because they're going to be behind. Uh, I want, you know, I wanted my Carl Pickens. I wanted, uh, you know, uh, guys like that. No, you want the guys on the good teams because the teams that are good are scoring more points. The more points you score, the more chances you have for touchdowns. Touchdowns are gold when it comes to fantasy. So you've got to have these guys. So when you look at what Brandon Marshall brings, um, yeah. That's a number one wide receiver. Um, you look at what Alshon did last year. It's disgusting. And, you know, I know that he's probably, I don't know what his, I don't know what his ceiling or, or floor is right now because it's, it's phenomenal. You have those weapons. Then you also have Matt Forte, who in Mark Tressman's system fits perfectly with the catches he had. We talked about what I was so high on him last year because of what Charlie Garner did with the 91 catches and we saw there you go Forte 70 catches. That's huge. That's huge. such a, a, an added bonus. Um and so now you figure if Cutler who's got this contract now if he's able to stay healthy, what I happens that's exactly where I want to go. What happens if Cutler goes down? And hey, they just signed Jimmy Clausen. Oh, Jesus. So they got four quarterbacks now. That's crazy. Um, they might just make Jordan Palmer a, a coach. <laughs> Could but be. Right, right now, if, if Cutler goes down, Jordan Palmer is their backup. I think that whole show and that whole parade, unless Tressman is literally the quarterback whisperer and he can do it with anyone, you the town wasn't just uh, a, 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 someone that needed to have his 15 minutes of fame after all the work and, and effort he had put in to... A 12-year NFL career? I mean, that's a long friggin' career for a journeyman like that. So, I, well, you know what, the, here's what, I what think, do you think happens? If I think know. Trustman is one of these guys that, that is a believer in system, right? Now, Josh McCown, no one would sit here and have, and have said last year that this guy is a Luke guy that you McCown need to have. might have. Yeah, right. <laughs> that this is a guy that you need to have, right? That this is a guy that's going to make a difference as a backup. It wasn't... and. Valverde, and it wasn't as if he um, he really did all that much. 
most of what he did was he would throw those those leap balls for Alshon. Alshon was was going up making ridiculous plays. He was executing the offense as it was set up to go, and he was he just was he had poise and he was under control. He wasn't getting pressured a lot. He, the, the offensive line was much improved over what it had been in Chicago the previous two seasons. So I thought those things are good. So if, if Cutler goes down, whoever it is, if if Jimmy Clausen is a guy that trusts and sees something in and that he feels. I can make this guy be serviceable, or if it's Jordan Palmer, or if it's uh, Fails, the uh, the rookie. I I'm not worried. Yeah, five. If they just sign Clark Clawson, they'll cut one of them. But with Fails, that's that's Cutler, Palmer, uh, Fails. It's four and and uh, and and Clawson and, and Clawson. Jim Clawson. Okay. Yeah, you're so we got four. Man, one well, of them, hey, one no, of them, we also got Jordan Lynch, but he's playing running back. Yeah, right. But you also, <laughs> one, of them, one of them will probably go to the practice squad. You probably move the rookie to the practice squad. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, cool. So the Bears, so there. That's the team. Yes. Feel confident. I never would have thought. This was, by the way, this was always my, my philosophy, how I was always Stay successful. Away from the Bears. If I ever, it was, it was always never draft a player on the Bears. If, if I ever drafted a player on the Bears, that's when I only had bad seasons. I remember it was when I drafted Marcus Robinson one year after he had that good year. Um, another year when I drafted uh, Anthony Thomas had a bad year. Yeah. The wow. A-train. Jeez. Yeah. That's, uh, that was what, Anthony Thomas, was. he was Michigan, right? Michigan, yeah. Okay. Running back. Who was the other guy we had from Virginia Tech? Running back? Yeah. Um, that we drafted from Virginia Tech? No, we had Rashawn Salam, who was the uh, Heisman Trophy winner from Colorado. That everyone at the University of Colorado did mushrooms and smoked weed with. There you go. Should have known. Should have. That's a new rule. That have your scouts just go new around, rule. go around to all the to all your fraternities and all your party places, and find out if the guy that you're about to think about taking in at the end of the first round is actually was out partying all the time. You see that picture of uh, Johnny Manziel last <laughs> night? No. Dude. Last night he was. A, a He's in. Last night he was down at the X Games in Austin, at an after party for Red Bull or some after party. They didn't say. And he's there's a picture of him drinking Ace of Spades, which is that gold. You know that bottle? It's the gold yes. champagne bottle. He's front. Do you, do you not remember the Ace of Spades? Was what uh, Jacoby Jones? Uh, uh, yeah, got, got hit over really, the head. Oh, okay, with I didn't even know that. Spades. That's hilarious. By that uh, that hooker, the guy who uh, started that company and actually brought Jay Z into the mix. Did go to New Trier High School. Nice. There you go. I'm spacing his name right now. But um, funny thing. But he's on his front. Johnny Manziel drinking it alone on a swan blow-up doll by himself on his stomach drinking it in the middle of a pool at an outdoor party. Looking tough. I mean, I still love the guy. But, you know, he can do whatever he wants on the weekend. He's young. He's having fun. He just came into a lot of money. But I hope he's on the flip side working hard, and I think he is. You know, the coach Patine, um, the offensive coordinator, actually. Who is it? Uh, Schottenheimer or uh, Shanahan? Shanahan. Shanahan said he reminds him a lot of RG three. Well, lot, they are the same, very, very similar players. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't remind him too much of RG three because RG three didn't like the Shanahans. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so good, good let's, point. Go. let's go to the next team. Yeah. The Packers. Staying in the NFC in, North. Yeah, and they're so, going to be better this year. Cause didn't, was Aaron Rodgers outside? He was, he was, yeah, because he was... He wasn't uh, on a league he missed. He missed all those games. And where do you have Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, for me, is uh, in the first tier at number two, just beneath uh, you know Peyton Manning. My tier one for quarterbacks is 
Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees are both one through three there. Well, I have him as a second tier quarterback, but number three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we can, you know, as long as Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, you know he's a top performer, bar none. I would probably really have to consider taking him. Um, I forget if this, what, what was the strength of schedule like. Um, quarterbacks for the Packers. Packers. That uh, wasn't great. Where you know what? Though, but he's the kind of guy that it, 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 uh, it's, it's middle of the road. Sixteen. Right. So no. I would basically what I was going to say is I would consider taking him late second round, uh, and I would definitely take an Aaron Rodgers in the, in, the, in the third round. I don't think he lasts that long at all. Right. I think he's going to be an early, uh, probably a late first round, early second round picks. I think quarterbacks. <laughs> Will get drafted higher than usual, but um, he's the kind of guy I really like going into this well, year. And I'll tell you what, we all like Eddie Lacy as well, although he's got a tough strength of schedule yeah. that he's got to have to face. But I know I currently have him as my sixth rated uh, running back. So um, I've got him as my ninth in so, tier three. So, you know, you're still talking at least a top 10 guy because I have a feeling that I might be after I, you know, I, I think. The Monty Ball one's an interesting one because of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is just guarantees you yeah. the, 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 the yards for the, for the running back. But, but doesn't he Omaha out of a lot of running plays? No, but he Omaha's into a lot of running plays. Okay. And he Omaha's your right, so you get a stake. Um, <laughs> hey, Peyton, I'm just putting some of these on the grill. <laughs> now, now, with the Packers, too, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Okay, so we're already talking... Aaron Rodgers is, is, is already a, a top a top guy. Jordan um, Nelson's my seventh ranked guy in tier three. He is my sixth ranked guy in tier three. Okay, and where do you got Cobb? Cobb for me is number thirteen in tier four. Tier four, number twelve. So there you go. So we obviously love those guys, right? So the only position that you're four really... dudes right there that we think that are all top fifteen, right? Uh, or top twelve for me. Mm-hmm. So. From that point, top thirteen for me. Yeah, so at, at this point, you're. That's why you're going to feel confident taking these guys. Don't worry that this guy's a second receiver on that team or whatever. You know, it's almost one of those things too where um, sometimes you're almost better off let someone else reach and get the first guy on that team, and you just take whoever's the second guys on all these teams. Well, isn't that Houdin, uh, dogmatic? His big point that the third wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers is the one that scores the fantasy points. Yeah, every year. Right, so Jared Boykin. Yeah, Boykin right now. Um, I better looks, move him up my, yeah. my draft board then because move he's way down. That's that spot where there, he spreads the ball around so much, and now you have that, you know, uh, not that not that the donkey uh, Finley was doing anything anyways at the position, but and I actually like Coralis as a player, but there's going to be more wide receiver action in that team than before because they don't necessarily have a, a tried-and-true de facto awesome tight end. And you're also going to get better production from the top two wide receivers on this team than you've gotten in years past because now James Jones has gone too. Wow. So that was an extra, you know, that extra mouth yeah. to feed has wow. always been there. They've always had that kind of that three depth, uh, three deep at the wide receiver. That depth is gone now. I think that means that it's better production for these top end guys. But could, couldn't Boykin be as good as? <laughs> well, he's going to be Jones. Yeah, you know, he could be. But at the same time, it's uh, you know those. James Jones at least had some other pedigree. Jared Boykins had to like make a name for himself, and it's you know that's still not proven yet. So when okay. it comes into the season, you're really going to see these other guys are going to be the the main focus, at least from the get go. If Boykin starts to produce and continues to do it, absolutely. 
The Packers, no good, question. Good team. A team to target guys on. If you're looking at them, you're, you're, it's, it's a good move. So, next team, the Bengals, who actually last year um, certainly weren't um, electric. Uh, they had um, three guys. So, you know, obviously the Bengals was Dalton, Giovanni Bernard, and A.J. Green were guys that were top 60 fantasy performers. Now, again, I don't know that the Bengals see that. The Bengals are here. I don't know that I really still see them as dynamic because I know A.J. Green's a guarantee. You, if you wanted to say that after Calvin Johnson that you're taking A.J. Green, I, I would have no question with what you're doing because the numbers that he's put up since he's come into the league have been that good. And the talent, the talent level, it's not a, it's not a fluke. He's making Dalton. Dalton's not making him. Right. The interesting factor is going to be, um, I know Giovanni Bernard is a, a guy that you're concerned about. Because the guy that you like, Jeremy Hill, and a lot of people like him, and a lot of people thought he was the best running back in the deal. And Giovanni's a small guy. He's not going to be in, uh, uh, owning the show, taking the load. Um, he's just never going to be that. We saw that last year with the goal line carries and just some good games and opportunities that the law firm had. So I agree. I think Giovanni Bernard, I, I don't know. You kind of maybe think he's more of those guys, the less touches, he can do more with them. I love him, in, I I love him in PPR leagues. I still love him in PPR leagues. I, I have him as my... Uh, uh, I want to say my yeah 11th rated running back right now. I've got um, him as my 14th. So, and the reason is just because he's got that game-breaking ability, you know. So, the thing is, though, when I look at the Bengals, again, I like Marvin Jones, but Marvin Jones is not going to be a guy that's going to be cracking this top uh, 60. But isn't Dalton? Yes. Yeah, but but not at a high end. Age, okay, of you course. You see what I'm saying? Of course, but A.J. Green is. A.J. Too. Green is, and... and, uh, and uh, Giovanni Bernard should as well. You don't like Tyler Eifert enough to think he's going to be. Nah, no, I'm not. I'm not sold. Sounds like you're going to stay away from this team. I'm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not targeting this team. So, of the team, I'm not either. Right. So this is. I've never. I don't think I've ever had a guy on this team, including AJ. I've never had AJ Green on any of my teams in my life. I I would draft AJ Green this year. Though I would feel comfortable. I I love him. I just never have. I don't me either. Because I stay away from the team a little bit. I think I love the guy. I think AJ Green's. Literally, probably one of my favorite players in the league that I've never owned. Um, but yeah, I think I, I agree with you. The Bengals, their schedule. Let's, well, and let's here's, look at that well, strength. And, and here's the other well. thing that's important to understand about a team like that is is just understand that while they may get three guys in the top sixty, how many of them are in the top twenty? You know, it's AJ Green, and after that, it's, the other guys are going to be probably like from forty to sixty is where they're going in there. So that's why I'm saying. When you look at the like the Bears where I have and the Packers where you and I both have these guys ranked compared to where we have players ranked from the Bengals, they may be a team that if all these other players are gone, the Bears, Packers, whatever, then you start looking at the Bengals. I agree. You got Dalton's guys. The twenty the strength schedule is twenty two next year. Not a, not excellent. Uh, they're kind of a middle of the road for running backs at strength the schedule um, with fourteen tied for fourteenth, and then bad. Bad for AJ Green, strength of schedule and wide receivers. They're sitting down at 28th. Wow, that's a tough, tough schedule. And then you've got the Bengals are tied for tight ends. So Eifert and uh, who's the other dude that's been there forever? That actually Jermaine Gresham. Yeah, Gresham. Sorry, uh, they're sitting there at 18 for that position. So they gotta. They don't have a. Let's just say they don't have an easy schedule. And the player that you just said you would draft and who you like the best out of all of them, which is. Anybody would. AJ Green, guy's money. 
has the hardest schedule at the position for the team Rough. for fantasy football people. So let's move on to the next team. Eagles, they lose your favorite boner from last year. You love Deshaun Jackson. Called Heading it. In it. You called it. You nailed it. I wasn't sold on it. You were, you, but I liked Chip. I, I like, but I, you were on it, and you got it. You showed earlier in the show. You got him in the ninth round, so you were able to get him in a value pick. Stud, stud. He's gone. Macklin's back. That's a first rounder who's awesome. Hopefully, he's got behind his injuries and can he's get that awesome, first. He's an awesome talent. Season. An awesome talent that's never, never done a uh, fantasy dominant because he's never had a thousand yard season. He's, he's so Jerry Macklin is a guy that's out there to prove. This is an interesting team because it's a lot of question marks. Your top wide receivers, Riley Cooper, KKK, and Jeremy Macklin. Then you're going to have Nick Foles coming off of the ridiculous season that he had with the, what was it, two interceptions? Unmatchable career year everywhere. Right. So, is he in your piece? No, yeah, well, he I don't know. Well, no, he's, I, I already know that he's going to have a regression. It's. Uh, was he in the career year everywhere, though? I don't know if he was because I don't know if he played a full season or whatever. Okay. So, um, yeah, Houdini light on his feet. That, was, that was nice work. Hey, whatever. <laughs> um, I, well, listen, I, 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 I like the fact that he's going to have a second year in the offense. You love LaShawn McCoy. We all have him as our number one running back. At least I think we do. Um, I do. I know. I got AP. Oh, you got AP still. I, I would go McCoy. He's got a number two. But so, he's in the first tier. AP's not sitting alone like years back. No, and, and, and again, it's it's the t- it's the style of offense that they run, the way that they tire people down, that they're able to make those extra plays. And where they come in, it, it come in is late in games. They, they get these, it's because it's you're wearing them down, and that's where you can get it. A wide receiver can all of a sudden get a 40-yard catch at the end of the game, and all of a sudden he goes from scoring you hardly any points to, oh my God, I got a good game out of this guy. Yeah. Um, so as long as they're in games. You know, and they're going to be you know pretty much all their games. Their defense is is not great, so they're going to have to put up points. Don't you think? Uh, again, another guy that adds to the mix, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Bengals, is the offset of having Sproles there is going to eat a lot into a McCoy. I think McCoy is definitely going to be a top sixty, very high scorer. But doesn't he kind of eat into some? We think Zach Ertz is going to be a, 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 a big step up. We know that Selleck can. I mean, don't you think Salah could probably get 40 to 60, 40 to 50 catches this year? Well, that's my point. And Sproles, there's a lot of these guys are eating into each other. And you so got the rookies. You got Jordan like Matthews. Jordan and Matthews. You got, and you got Huff. There's too much there. Here's what I'm going to say, too. I, that's where I was going. When I said what you have left is Riley Cooper and, and Jeremy Macklin. Macklin, who has improved it. Riley Cooper, who got paid off the way he did last year. I don't, I don't, I don't have faith. The guys that I have faith in on this team to draft, I have faith in Foles. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, on board. He's got a lot of weapons. Looking and, at it this right. way, it's like... The ball's a two to weapons. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to throw the ball. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It's him. Right. It's good for him. It's a good point. And I like McCoy. And I like Ertz. Because I, I, Salak is a guy that I think is on that downward thing. They know what Ertz is going to be able to do. So if you're looking at these the, at, the, at them getting three guys in there, at least, yeah, I think they got three. They might squeeze in a wide receiver. Um... But basically, I think what we come to I'm not the targeting this, the wide it's, receivers. It's, though. It, this benefits Nick Foles, and that's it. Pretty much. And and obviously, you basically have to take... All right, okay, here's a question I have for you. You yeah. got the second overall pick. Yeah. And LaShawn McCoy is there. Take him. And you're excited about... You you're, you just think it's going to be a huge season, no matter what. You know what? I just... I, you're a little scared. No. I okay. mean, if okay. I haven't ranked as my number one running back, I'm not scared. Okay. 
I have, I have, I have. Maybe I'm putting my own mouth words in your mouth. I apologize, but I'm scared of shit drafting that dude for so many reasons. He's talking a lot of smack and saying he's the best quarterback. He's definitely not like some guy that doesn't come across injury. He's not a big dude at all. There's a lot of things. The system is going fast. There's a lot of things that could. He could underperform and be like a lot, be like your third overall pick last year. And there's a lot of guys like that. He scares me. There's a lot of questions out there. I I'm, not, I'm not psyched to have him you know what, my though? second, I, third I, pick. I would rather, I, I feel so much more comfortable taking him this year than I do taking the guy that I wanted to take more than any other guy last year in Jamal Charles. And that's, that's so you're honest. I, God, I would want to, I guess I would want to trade out of that because. Oh, I, I could listen. No, any, I mean, I no, 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 no. Listen, I anytime I have like a number one pick or, or like it's usually the number one because it's usually the one guy that, that had the, the major year the year before that people want. If I ever get it and I've done it three times, I trade out of it every time. If your league allows you to do that, <laughs> and I have like had huge seasons because of it because I'll be like, okay, you get the number one, I want your first round pick, I want your second round pick, you get my second, which is at the yeah, end, yeah, then I want to slot back into my spot and get the first pick in the third round. And yeah. then it's like you just you, you kill people. Love it. Sounds fun. Uh, all right, that's a trade strategy right there. That is no, I love it. We're bringing it back in. Yeah. Um, good stuff. So Eagles. Let's move on. Move Colts. On. All right. Trent Colts. Richardson. Let's see. Does he... Let's start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trent, Trent is definitely going to be like, I figure, what top you, like, five, top four maybe in the whole season, right? And that's about where he's at. Yeah. Not. What do you What are you thinking? You got him super low. Where do you got, where do you got Trent Richardson in your tears? Trent, for me, let's see. I got I to gotta keep scrolling down here to find him. He is... Wow. He's deep. Yeah, I can't even find him. I've got, well, I'll, I'll just say. Oh, 46. Jesus. I've got him at 24. But he could be moving down, but I just don't think the talent's all the way removed, and I don't really, I'm not that worried about anyone else in that backfield. Vic Ballard, who knows if he's anything. He's coming off a season-long injury. I want to ask they you. got rid of Donald Brown. Who do you have him sandwiched in, in your tiers? Who, who's above him and below him? Sankey's above him. Basically, I'm riding the the, uh, the jock of a Houdini uh Cucumber patch. Okay. And then the other guy. <laughs> the the other squat, guy squat jumps in the cucumber patch. Chris Johnson, who I think is going to start moving up. See, I think he's going to start getting more carries. I, I, I want our listeners to, to decide because what, here's who I have him sandwiched in between where he's down at 40, whatever. D'Angelo Williams and Sean Green. And those guys, to me, sound more like where Trent Richardson's going to spend his career. Uh, you fell fast on him. I don't know. Yeah, I, he pissed me off. His yards per carry. I, I, guys who can't get yards per carry, that means you're not hitting the hole with authority. You need to be, I don't care if you're fast, but you got to be quick enough to hit that hole. He just seems that he's not decisive and quick enough to hit the holes, which is why he actually did most of his damage in his rookie season through the air. I think you're too low on him. I don't think I'm super high on him. But I think maybe we got to be in the middle there. 35. You got to get rid of the grudge a little bit on that one. No, you don't. It's your own personal tears. But okay, I think I think then I, I got a new, I, a new I, spot okay. for him. Then, okay. then where he would slot See how in easy the that was, guys? No, no. We move him into like 35. <laughs> he then slots for me in between uh, Darren McFadden and MJD. God, you got McFadden that high? 35. I got McFadden at 40. Three. Four. Well, yeah. there you go. This is fun stuff. And this is, <laughs> by the way, just so you know, in our draft kit, we have our own 
personal tiers, D-Rex, Houdini, uh, Staggs is in this year. Dogmaticas uh, aren't done for the first version, but he'll have his in it for the second version. We do our own version because we all obviously have our own think and take some things. And then we do a collective that, as we talked on this podcast, we actually did a podcast once where we were going through them collectively together on the air, is we do um, our collective tiers that is kind of an argument and a, a discussion that we work through our personal opinions and see where we come out as a uh, as a, dem- a democracy yeah. and where and, and sometimes you know it's like anything we have to give some give some up there and you're like these guys are off on this one and it happens yeah. you were right last year about Deshaun Jackson and um, I'm spacing I was Thank God you listened a little bit, but I was really right about Pierre uh, Garcon, and um, you know we learn we learn off each other. So um, let's go to oh let's keep going with the Colts. Okay, so you've got wide receiver action. Nix is now there. Obviously, we love Ty Hilton. We talked in the last podcast. Amazed that in the sophomore season he had 139 targets. That was crazy. That's incredible. Um, so it probably goes down a little bit, but I think the effectiveness goes up a little bit. He's going to be awesome. You got Reggie Wayne coming back in the mix. Is this another one of those teams where kind of the power and numbers benefit the quarterback, but yes. kind of eat each other away? Yes, hundred percent. Andrew Luck is the main benefactor of anything that's going on here. I think the situation with the running backs is it's up in the air. We don't know because you don't know if Trent Richardson is going to be the guy. They got Ahmad Bradshaw's coming back there too. I, I, you know, I Dick Ballard. It's like it's 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 too many. Those are both two of the most injury guys I know. in the league, though. But it's a clusterfuck there. So. Yeah. That's struggle. That that what doesn't hurt luck. It's just it's it's tough if you're trying to pick any of those running backs. Then you look at T. Y. Hilton and you look at Reggie Wayne. So you know where I have these guys ranked. They're not top end receivers. So like you're saying, it, it really is. It's it's Andrew Luck who's going to get the biggest benefit out of this because you know I know um, think about even at the tight end position. There's two guys we like Dwayne Allen, but. But come not on, that high. I, but I, Cody's not no no you know chopped liver, right? And I like Dwayne Allen, but I Kobe. don't. But but Dwayne Allen is not a game breaker. I mean, he's my he's my seventeenth rated uh, tight end. You know, I got Wayne is my twenty uh, second, fourteenth. But he's that's too right. high, right? My, my Reggie Wayne's my twenty second rated wide receiver, and uh, Ty is at uh, twenty seven. Yeah, twenty six, twenty five with Reggie Wayne. And with Ty, wow, I got T. I got Wayne ahead of Ty. He's my. I do uh, too. Yeah, but I have Wayne ahead of Ty. Okay. That's the way to be because Wayne's going to still get the main target. I know. Ty gotta, is going to be that guy. Him. He was already a lumbering dude. I know that all those targets that Ty had, but again, like we discussed, he had so much more double coverage, and it was just he was playing out of position. We both agree, and I think we know we're not telling you guys out here to go out and target Hakeem Nix. Because what Hakeem Nix does is really just free things up more for uh, Hilton to hit more big plays. Is what I think it is. But if Nix is looking healthy, I don't know. He'll make some plays, but he's not going to be a top. We just named literally from that team like seven-ish guys that are going to be getting some uh, components of the offense. Right. Too many. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is Nix going to be a thousand-yard receiver with them? No. No. Is he going to could be a seven hundred-yard receiver to eight hundred yard? Absolutely. Yeah. Could he have eight nine touchdowns? No doubt about it. He might be. Right. He might be there. I doubt it because he's just not been a touchdown guy in his career. Because here's who I like and mix on the Colts too. 
I liken him to James Jones, was on the Packers. So he is high end, and he really only had that one awesome season. But other seasons he was doing like we were talking about, 800 yards, but he had like seven or eight touchdowns. Yeah, but he was always a guy that scored touchdowns, though, James Jones. Hakeem Nicks is Nicks was until last year. Was it? Uh, yeah. He was a touchdown guy his first two years in the league. Last year, obviously, he had zero, which kind of crushed any bubble he had and momentum he had on that one. But he started out his career as being a touchdown guy. Let's look at the numbers. I'm pulling them up. Hallelujah. And holla for a siggity dollar. All right, yeah. Well, no, no. Over the last two years, he's only had, he had zero last year. He only had three the year before that. The year before that, it was seven and 11. And, you know, okay. so, and so his rookie year, he had 11. Six. Okay, so that's 6 was... 11 7 3 0. Okay. So three over his last. I'm saying that he's got that's, that either way. That's, that's 28 games. His last 28 games, three touchdowns. Not not a good time. No. All right, let's move on. Colts, I think as you see, we, we, we're liking the, this talent pool maybe more so for the quarterback than for the actual talent Correct. itself. Miami. I love the up, I love the upswing on what they're going to be doing. Unbelievably, we talked to last week about you know Tannehill and and how he's just uh, an impressive dude and probably going to have great great season. And you got you add to the mix a nice rookie that fell in the draft. You got uh, a, a, a stud running back at least at protecting the quarterback. Which, which rookie are you talking about? Uh, Landry. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, you love him. Um, so he, he that's a guy that Landry. The year they won the the champ the year they won the uh, championship I think did LSU win the championship Yeah I think it was three years ago Landry was on that fucking team Could be and he was a stud If you had gone out there he well, probably was a first round pick He had a uh, hamstring issue which was why he ran a four seven seven at the combine So yikes The thing about Miami this is again this is another team it's very interesting because it's it's a team on the rise right. So they're not they don't have they're not top end guys though. Uh, you're not going to say that Mike Wallace is a wide receiver one. You're not going to say that Ryan Tannehill is a I'm high on though. Right, and he's moving up more. I've, I've got him at twenty right now. Wallace tier five, but I think he's moving up for me because I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna kind of have a big year. Well, I don't like him. He's a, kind of a dick, but I think he's gonna. Where do you have him? Yeah, because Mike Wallace, the guy that thinks he should have had 24 touchdowns last season, um, is not going to get 24. But I think he's definitely going to get in that 13 zone. I think he's going to be a touchdown machine, and they're going to kind of take some more chances. There's think a lot about of, think about how a lot many. turmoil with that team last year. I think they were all reserved and, uh, and like kind of construct. I want to back your point here. Think about how many how many balls they missed the deep pass. With him and with him and Tannehill, it was some of him flat out dropping. Right. Well, and other ones where it was just you know underthrown or overthrown, and we're talking. Uh, I'm seriously saying at least five or six that I remember watching because oh. I have because I have Wallace on a long term. One of them, one, like, one of them was to win the game. Oh. Vietnamese geese and a little roll of the cap on the table. There so, you go. Um, so yeah, Miami. It's uh, we got Marshawn uh, or Moreno. You got. Who knows what can happen now, with Lamar Noshan's Miller? Noshan's interesting. What do you think is going to happen with Noshan? I think he's going to be a value pick. Because I think he's going to get a lot of action and be in the game a lot. Now, do I think he's a running back one? Absolutely not. Do I think he's the kind of guy I feel great having being a running back two? No. But is he the kind of guy that's a plug and play that's going to get... Here's a guy that finished... He's going to get four quarters of football. He finished, what, fifth last year? Yeah. In fantasy points? Yeah. That's also a benefit of being with Denver, being uh, uh, in that in that offense with Peyton Manning. But the the other Stay thing salty. that he's going to have going for him is that 
Lamar Miller and Donald uh, Dale Thomas are not major Daniel. obstacles. Daniel Thomas. I didn't say that changed it. Uh, I thought you said Dale. Dale. <laughs> Dale Thomas. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Um, well, I think when you're when you're thinking about this team, there's they're going to be better this year. You got a Hartline who's who's a solid player and has done it two years in a row with Tannehill there. Uh, do I love him? No, but he's another value pick. He's another guy that falls into that realm at the wide receiver position that I need to start looking for. You know the ceiling. You know what he's going to bring to the table. But at the end of the day, he's going to bring something. You got Clay last year. who was the ADP stud of the of the entire league. Um, we talked on a podcast about two months ago about how he was ranked. Uh, his ADP was in the 400s. But the, the whole thing, this whole team, it's upside. Everybody on this team has upside. For where you're going to draft this team, it's upside. There you go. So here's the thing: Good don't don't reach for these guys, but when when, when you when they're on that board and they're in the right spot, draft them because they all have potential to do so much better than they did the year before. And there's we're talking about this for a reason: fantasy football and teams. These guys are definitely going to be middle to higher. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Then you know they're, they're going to score fantasy points. Um, all right, let's All right. go. Before we get to the next team, I, I want to throw in another bit that we have here. Like this is this is a good one because this is uh, Chris Rock uh, when Dennis Miller got the job for to be on Monday Night Football. Yeah. You know how horrible he was. I didn't hate him until he started showing all his right wing politics, but I didn't hate I didn't hate him so much. So it could have been Chris Rock. He wasn't great. And here's Chris Rock talking about how it could have been him. No, that's a lot of you know. Dennis Miller is the new member of the Monday Night Football team. Well, I, I want to tell you, I wanted that job. I wanted that job bad. Yeah, man. But for some reason, I didn't get that job. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. I don't want to say it's racial or anything. I, just, I don't know what it was. But I want to show everybody my audition tape. And you tell me what's up. This rock audition tape. One. What a beautiful night for some football, right, Chris? Yeah, and they got some big titty women in here. Already up seven nothing. The offense here in a play action pass formation. Yeah, and the defense is in a I'm a busho ass formation. And Kelly completes oh, it in the flat to Crawford. Looking to run. He's Man, I'm sure that's illegal. Well, there is a flag on the play, Chris, and Landre, as you know, leads the league in reception. And in murder convictions, give us your brother back. Now, let's look at this play. See, he slips, right? He slips right through that tackle. He breaks another one. Bam, bam, bam! He must have been soaked in his jersey in Jerry Curl juice. Then number 58 runs and pitch laps him. Well, in the NFL language, that would be called a face mask, Chris. Well, I heard DeAndre owed him $50. Well, they moved the ball 75 yards this possession. Now, here's Spencer looking for running room on the right side. And oh, oh, he right didn't find it. Damn, he got jumped, man. They piled on that, brother. It looked like a scene from Iron. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Let's get back to, uh... Yeah, man, somebody is going to be somebody's bitch tonight, man. See, they're running another play. Look, 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 look. Touchdown! Uh-oh, my bad. That's all right, Chris. Let's just go back and take a look at the replay here. See, this brother's like saying, hey, hey, I'm open. Throw me the ball, cracker. No fish, man. He makes the catch. Look at that brother. Sky high. Sky high. He goes to his dad's I won't get so wide, girl. I won't get so wide, girl. 
Should have been Chris Rock. Oh Should have been God. Chris Rock. I would love it if Chris Rock was doing that. With, oh, my uh. God. That's good stuff. Epic, epic stuff. Football is a great topic for funny comedians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right, let's go on to uh, the next team. Next the team. Niners. You're Niners. My Niners, but I think it's another team that there's just so much there that uh, I, I probably will have Kaepernick because I think he's going to drop big time. And I'm going to have my other guy be a backup. But I mean, look at those wide receivers. We said, we talked about it before, there's about 10 wide receivers in the team. you got Crabtree's wide receiver one. I don't know if he is, but he's a great player. Bolden had over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns last year. Had a great season. You've got Vernon Davis, who hasn't reported to OTAs and had a weird interview earlier this week. Like, yeah, I probably should be there. Yeah. Okay, why are you saying that? Then go. You're making money, dude. You got a forty million dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, then you got other Stevie Johnson. Yeah. Quentin Patton they liked last year. They made a trade, remember, last year or two years ago for Jonathan Baldwin. Well, they have, they've had 85 draft picks over the last couple of years. So. They drafted Bruce Ellington. Right. They drafted. A, you're right. There's a myriad of guys here. I'm not, I'm not sold on this. I don't like this because we saw what Vernon Davis did. He did it with a hardly any targets on him last year. Yeah, there was some you luck there. You only had Kaepernick throwing for 3,200 yards last year, 3,197. So is he going to throw for 4,500 yards? No. Is he going to throw for 4,000 yards? I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe, but I agree with I'm, you. I'm probably going to be, I'm figuring. That's not even a lot these days. Right. I'm figuring him closer to 37, 38. Now, what that means is, and, and the other fact is that now you're going to have Marcus Lattimore, Carlos Hyde, and Frank Gore. That's, that's again, now you, got, you, are, you, just, you have flooded every goddamn position. The only position that this potentially helps out is Kaepernick. Maybe Vernon Davis because he's still he's Vernon Davis. He's the only guy. But I don't, I really would not be targeting the, like we were high on Bolden last year. I'm not as high on Bolden this year. Um, Stevie Johnson, no, not, you know it, it's going to get spread, and, and I don't. And there's not enough, not enough passing in that offense for it to go around. The 49ers are also in the bottom half um, in the strength of schedule at quarterback, running back, wide receiver as well, <laughs> and and 26 for tight end. So they Ooh. have a tough schedule. I think that just happens right off the out of the gates when you're in the NFC West. But well, that um, and when you're a good team and you're matching up, uh, you know. Your Here's what team, your it player all player falls player. on Colin, Colin Kaepernick. If he <coughs> can be, you know, yep. over four thousand, if he does run, uh, it opens well, up. Yeah. If, but I would say I would stick away. I'm, I'm no matter what. I think you're going to get value with Kaepernick and with the wide receivers. Not so much with Vernon Davis because of where he finished last year. But I'm going to stay away from the running back situation. And, and let's, also, let's also caution Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis did it with a high volume of touchdowns on a low volume of targets. He had, he had, what, 90-ish targets and 50 catches? He had 52 it's, catches. It was ridiculous. So, and his touchdown production was ridiculous. So, is that going to continue? You can never count. The one thing you can always count on more, carrying over from year to year, is yards. The one thing you can never count on carrying over year to year is touchdowns. Look at Jordy Nelson when he had his the, the, the breakout 15. Then it was James Jones who did it the next year. It, was, it, go, it went around. It's just, you don't see guys doing that. I agree. One thing I will say that could help the whole cast of characters, and again, I'm staying away from the running backs because those three guys are just going to pop eat itself, but the defense, in my opinion, is not going to be as good. They're, the defense is in for a letdown. They've got, you know, they've got great, great pieces. They lost a couple 
key components, I think. They've got a lot of young blood coming in. And you got Navarro uh, Bowman, who I think, as much as Willis gets all the, 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 the praise, and he's a beast... Uh, but I, think, awesome. I think Bowman is the Pippin that's just like he's ridiculous, and he's coming off a serious, serious injury in that um, you know NFC Championship game where he so. should have had the recovery of the fumble. And they they've got the Bowman yeah. rule. The Bowman rules change. Uh, so Niners, we'll see. I'm gonna he's that's a team that I love. Obviously, they're my team. I love the Bears and the Niners, and uh, but I'm gonna be seeing them slide down a little more. You know, Kaepernick. I think I've got I've got him as the top of my tier two. And as my fourth guy, which I know is higher than anybody else, doesn't mean I think I would, you know, I have to go high on him, but I'm not going to put him lower than other guys because where other people are going to draft right, him. Right, right. Um, so we'll see. But I don't know. We just basically have named four teams in a row. The Pacers, uh, Packers, the Pacers. The Packers were the last team that we thought all the components could have big season. Bengals, we thought it was really going to be A.J., uh, was going to be the benefactor. Uh, Eagles was definitely uh, Colts and Miami. And even now, the Niners are benefactor. All the talent benefits the uh, benefits. Sorry, I'm making them. Benefact. Benefact. Uh, for the quarterback. So now, now, let me give you, now, now let me give you a team yeah. that actually has guys that are going to be scorers at all levels. The Denver Broncos. So lit. Up the NFL last year, putting up ridiculous numbers as far as on offense is concerned, setting all uh, set, setting records. Uh, Peyton Manning is not going to have that year again, but he's going to have an amazing year, and he will be a top three quarterback most likely because in his regression years, that means you're looking at between 46 to 4,800 yards, between 38 uh, to 36 to 40 touchdowns. It's a great year. <laughs> it's just not 55 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. You know, but he but he, he still has the potential to do that because you got Demarius Thomas because now you don't have um, now Eric Decker is gone where he had the big yards. I think that Welker can fill that role as far as taking in that higher point producing guy. I don't see Emmanuel Sanders being that. I see Emmanuel Sanders being a nice compliment, but I see Sanders actually kind of having more similar to the numbers that Welker had last year. And I see Demarius being the ultimate benefactor. Like he's a guy because there's no other bigger wide receiver there. Type numbers for Emmanuel. No. What he had last year. Yeah. Walker did not have good numbers last year. You got to remember what we're talking about here. Walker, Walker had much better TD numbers than Manuel has a chance. Okay, to he had ten touchdowns last year, but he only had seven hundred and seventy-eight yards. I don't think. I don't. So think they Sanders were. And they were and Emmanuel Sanders was a guy that uh, when when he was on. Um, the uh, Steelers. Steelers. They wanted him to be a seventy catch thousand uh, yard guy. I have the numbers. He was seven hundred and forty. He was seven hundred forty. He had six touchdowns last year. Let down. He had six touchdowns. So he only had four less than Welker. Why he can't have the same yards and have four more touchdowns than he did when you're playing with Peyton Manning? I disagree. Okay. I, I he's not going to give you the he's not going to give you the thousand yards, but Welker's not going to give you seven seventy eight anymore. Strength of schedule. Welker's going to give you. He's going to go back over a thousand yards this year. Who? Walker. Oh, I like Walker. Right, he could be like 11 yards. I don't like yards. Sanders. I, don't, I, I think Sanders no, is going to let Peyton cut down. He is what times. he is. 770 yards and 5 to 8 touchdowns. I agree with that. I agree with that. He's not going to be a guy cracking a top list. Don't go running after Emmanuel Sanders. When you say I, Walker, I think of more. I agree that his yards were down last year, but Emmanuel's a letdown pretty much. Well, we already know that Julius Thomas has a ridiculous schedule uh, against him for the tight end. 
This is what I'm asking you. I think that Demarius is the biggest benefactor here because of he's the last big target left in that offense, and when you need to have a throw up, throw it up there, it's not like Peyton can choose anymore. And he's ridiculous. He's got the best quarterback in the league, maybe in the history of the league, with the most one of the top most talented guys in the league. I know the beer is not doing well with me. <laughs> I've never seen Houdini drinking a beer and having so much trouble with this. It's the whiskey and the in the uh, bourbon. The whiskey and bourbon barrel aged, nine point four percent alcohol by volume. Love it. The Hebrew, the chosen beer, funky jubilation. Jubilation. Well, right. I, I like this company, but I will not get this beer again. I've had some of their beers. Yeah, I don't love it. But they're good. One I'm looking at from the suits piece, though, from the, um, uh, the power and numbers. Miami, while we like them, or we like what they are going to do for Tannehill, they had zero guys in the top 60 last year. I'm so- yeah, because, no, because. It, what happened? Uh, Tannehill? No, he because. Finished, he finished like 15th. Yeah, but. That's it, not top 60. Not top 60. No, because at that point in time, they, then they're into the. You look at my look at the bird's eye view chart. You'll see yeah. exactly where you. Which falls. is a tab in the draft kit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 dog, yeah, dog. Sorry, you know one thing we do. We got to mention dog. We kind of got. I kind of got fired up because we had the Stone Roses playing on that intro. Um, so I didn't mention it. But Dog Manica, I mentioned in the last podcast. He's not going to be here um, for this one as well. He will be with us on our next podcast, which is awesome. I think that's either going to be this Wednesday or Thursday, hopefully Wednesday. Um, and we will have been because, ahead of the game for yes. the touchdown a week for 2014. Dog, dog will be back because the first version of the draft kit is out, and we can let him out of the box. Yeah. You get a not in the box. Pan Dog Matica's box it was, it, it's been open, so he's, he's welcome to be back in. Basically, he's been uh, having a couple of work shifts and actually worked, I'm not even kidding, so hard on that draft kit over the course of the last two weeks that I have a feeling he just needed a break from his computer a little bit. <laughs> I mean, when you're looking at Excel documents for that friggin' long and moving stuff around... It's uh, it's life changing. It so. was weird because I saw him like dressed like Neo, kind of running around. <laughs> Dogmatic, Dogmatica. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's uh, go to the last of the of the, of the possible good good. Uh, last possible, games. you know, pretty much guaranteed fantasy great team. Bum ba bum ba bum ba bum bonanza fantasy bonanza points. Detroit in Detroit Lion territory. Did you see the picture? That was bad. Did you see the picture? Um, you had a good bit at the beginning. I did. Um, the picture of the Metrodome. Have you seen those no. on the internet? No. It's crazy in there. It's like they just let it. The roof's falling out. And the, it's cra- it, well, Since they opened Ford Field, it's weird. They don't The Metrodome or the Silver Dome? Silver Dome. Uh, that was the last stadium I saw. Uh, yeah. I was down at the Mercedes-Benz. Uh, no, that's not the Metrodome. What's yeah, the Metrodome? The Metrodome is in Minneapolis. Minneapolis. The, the, the New Orleans has the Mercedes-Benz uh, Superdome. 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 And uh, the uh, Detroit used to have the Pontiac Silverdome. Silverdome. It's the Silverdome. The Metrodome's done, dude. That thing's been crushed, too. Right. They're rebuilding. Welcome to the Silverdome. They're rebuilding the, uh, <laughs> the what are they, Mall of America uh, Stadium. Is yes. what they call that? Yes, that's what it's going to be called. I bet you it'll be really small. But yes, <laughs> the, the Silverdome 
looks like a friggin' mess. I didn't even know that it was still around. I thought they demolished no, it. It's it's still standing. They use it for like conventions or something? Dude, you can't use it for anything. You were talking about snakes. Yeah. Deadly snakes being uh This is Detroit. In, so. in, in uh you weren't saying that earlier. Actually I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little uh, tidbit that I got from another person that does some graphics and work for me. I was talking today. And he said there's a there's a six flags that's down um, in by New Orleans that has been shut down since Katrina, never reopened, and basically it is like a condemned place where they have put up wall and a barrier structure around the whole Six Flags yeah. down by New Orleans, all snakes? and it's all deadly venomous snakes in there. <laughs> They're shooting the new Jurassic Park film down there in the parking lot. Uh, which I heard the movie's gonna be pretty sweet, but there's literally like a locked-in venomous snake overgrowth at the old Six Flags after Katrina down by New Orleans. Basically, what I've heard Sounds is like they're gonna just man. have no, oh, it is. They're gonna have like they're just gonna burn it all down. So after shooting this next Jurassic Park movie, they're just gonna kill those snakes. And God bless me. Like Indiana Jones, I hate snakes. I hate snakes, Doc. I hate them. I hate them. Uh, the Lions, they're our last for sure team. Sorry, I didn't know the Silver Dome and called it a bunch of other things like an idiot. Uh, but it's a no-brainer. They added enough, the one missing piece to that offense. They added in tight end and, and Eric Ebron drafted high, what ten or twelve um, out of North Carolina. You give Stafford that kind of weapon, probably one of the most highly touted uh, tight end receivers to come out since Vernon Davis. Yeah, and and you think about what this offense had been lacking. Brandon Predigaru is a guy that we just hated on because he slowed that offense down. He'd never averaged more than 10 yards a catch. He was The just, Willie Galt of tight ends. Right, you're going to get a guy Catches who goes on, from like 9.4 yards per catch to Eric Ebron's probably going to give you like 12.6 to 13.4 yards per catch. 6'4", dude. He's like 250. He's 6'5". He's, he's a beast. Big. He's beast. And he, he ran is, a 4'6". Yeah. So, you look at that. Stafford's going to be a solid play. We all like Stafford. I think we have him top 10. Reggie Bush and Joyke Bell... Now that's a nice comment. That's, that's a great comment great because compliment. everybody's everybody's that's in there. And, and, and Reggie has I, I still like Reggie's chances because uh, of the pass catching. And then you you bring in of course Calvin Johnson's going to be elite. So now you already got there's three guys right there that have potential to be in the top sixty. And I don't think you have any. Everyone knows. Yeah, you, you mentioned it in a uh, in a Facebook uh, response to someone today. I think you said, yeah, go ahead, take uh, Calvin Johnson with the number six pick in the draft. Uh, if you have Absolutely. that, there's no problem. Who would you rather have, Calvin Johnson or Eddie Lacy? Right. Um, any of those. I'll take guys. my chances with Calvin, and I'll build yeah. around it. Totally. So that's going to happen. You like Tate more than I do, but I do, but I don't like him to be in the top sixty. But I, 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 he's a guy. Again, I, I'm not overvaluing him. I'm, I'm saying that he's going to an offense from an offense that didn't throw to an offense that does throw. I think that he's uh, that that that's really a good situation. Where do you have Ebron in your uh, in your tiers as a rookie? Um, for me, I have him at nine. I have him at ten, which for me is the highest rookie I've got across any position. Um, yeah, but it's tough to say that. I because got Cooks at fourteen, but Ebron. I mean, is at nine. I have Bishop Sankey at seventeen. When you start two running backs and you consider you're only starting one tight end, at three, yep, it's about, yep, about yep. the same. So maybe a little bit higher if you aggregate it. Good out. point. Good point. So Cooks would be ahead of him for me as well. Um, 
But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's some serious. I think talent. top ten producer. What about yeah. Joey Bell? I mean, um, we like him and what he. Yeah, and I have Reggie Bush as my fifteenth. I like Joy Bell. Um, I got Bush as my eighteenth, seventeenth, and I've got Bell as my twenty-two. I got Joy Bell as my twenty. <laughs> so, so there we, you go. So we're saying both top twenty-two running backs on the same team. This looks like a, 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 a remergence. Of a team oh, that actually is going to have a lot of fantasy points across position, and not the talent eating each other out to help the quarterback or one other spot. How about the three of the teams that we're talking about that have very good potential are in the NFC North? Yeah. So all these teams again, what that means is that why that's also good. Why you feel confident about that? It's because these teams are going to play against each other each two times. So that's guaranteed high scoring affairs. Yeah. That these teams are going to have to put up points to beat the other teams that they're playing in their own division. Yep, I agree. So Lions, keep your eyes on them. I mean, From a defensive division to the, like, one of the most offensive divisions in football right now. I mean, the one thing that you love about the, that team and Calvin more than anything is that Calvin, for a stud elite player, gets sent long on deep patterns more than anybody else. Right. And so you, those post patterns for him and 50 yards strikes from uh, Stafford are insane. He's the, also the kind of guy that can be shut down for three quarters and then on one drive gives you 65 yards. On it's, un, it's unbelievable. And sometimes it's the first drive. Yeah. Sometimes like if he doesn't have a big game the week before or something happens, they're like, "All right, Calvin, you want to see the you want to see the offensive Feed playbook?" Me, These teams know their first 25 plays. They're set. They've already practiced them during the week. Those plays here you go, Calvin. You're, ten, you're 12 of them. Um, there's two teams that are on the bubble. One that we have listed, another one I'm going to throw out, and we'll just discuss them. Uh, and those are teams that I think could come in, or we think could come into the fray and be that uh, great fantasy team to grab your players from. And that's the Buffalo Bills. And I think the Steelers are there, too. I think the Steelers are there because Big Ben, we know Le'Veon Bell isn't coming in with an injury yet. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Antonio Brown's a top wide receiver, and there's something else there, like Marcus Wheaton or something. I, mean, I don't know if he's going to be that. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm on Martavis Bryant. I like that. Guy. But, but there's a lot. Of, there's this is a team that's that's pretty stacked. And uh, again, I don't agree. With I, I, I don't think they're stacked at high end talent. But I think that again, when you get past these top teams and you're looking at where do you have Le'Veon Bell ranked? Well, I have him ranked high. Uh, Le'Veon I mean, Bell is ten. Is my ten. Okay, and where do you have Antonio Brown ranked? Eleven. I got him ten. So and and and, 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 and Roethlisberger is eighteen. But he's so, solid. No, he know, always over delivers. No one wants him, but he always over delivers. For me, he's twenty two. Um, and there's you like Brian uh, Martavius. I think, but I don't not not to be a major scorer, not as a rookie. I, yeah, I, 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 I like I, I like, the, like, I like the progression. Here's the thing. I think that Antonio Brown is going to take a step down though from what he did last year. I just. You know, losing Emmanuel no Sanders doubt. and and, and uh, just the other guys that you brought in, I'm, I'm not I'm not sold. He's gonna um, be awesome though. He's not gonna do what he I did. Don't, but. I know it's 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 definitely a bubble team. Let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about the Bills. I love the Bills. Yeah, EJ Manuel is gonna be a beast this year. They got the best wide receiver. So EJ Manuel has. It, 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 let's talk about him because he's again. We go back to these other teams. He's one of these major benefactors of what they've done. Sammy Watkins comes in. Uh, you lose Stevie Johnson, but you have so you had Sammy, but you bring in Mike Williams as well. You got Marquise Goodwin, who's got the ridiculous speed for he can have the the over the top cannon cannon shot. It's got Robert Woods, who's developing into a very nice. Solid 
solid wide receiver. You still got a good solid play out of your tight end, Scott Chandler. You still got good play out of Fred Jackson, and you got a guy who can also help you in the passing game in T.J. Spiller. Who's ADP, not, but, ADP of five point five last? So year. if you want to talk about the ultimate value, E.J. Manuel may be the ultimate value. Of a guy who you're not going to, no one's going to be running after him at all, but you're talking about drafting as your backup who has a chance to, to really put up numbers. And I got him right now as my 21st. I, I mean, he's probably got uh, more upside than that. I've got him as my 23rd. Sure, and I yeah. agree. He's the kind of guy that can be moving up. But quarterback, you look at these quarterbacks, 320, there's a lot of guys. There's good guys. There's yeah. a lot of guys. It's amazing that you have so many guys that you have in 15 to 20 that you're like, wow, these guys were top 10 a couple years ago. Absolutely. There's a lot of guys. You're looking at tier 5 and tier 6 at quarterback this year more than ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm somewhat impressed. So, bubble uh, bubble teams, the Bills, certainly keep your eyes on those guys. A lot of wide receiver action there, especially because they got Mike Williams now as well. They drafted with their first, uh, an early fourth overall pick, Sammy Watson, who many believe was Watkins. the number. Uh, uh, what I call Williams? Watson. Watson. Uh, Watkins. Um, I don't think he's going to be as great of a pro as everyone else. I don't think he's a I can't miss. I don't either, but I, I don't I, think he's a can't miss. No, and he's, he's, he, he adds nice depth to the team, and they needed a, uh, a more of a standout guy, but again, I'm, I'm not believing him. As far as rookie seasons, he'll probably have the fourth best wide receiver rookie season. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's go to a few teams that are on the downside. And we're Pukesville. Just gonna, yeah, this is going to be the, the, the teams that maybe stay away from a guy that even you like because of the situation and the team he's on. And I think the first one we're going to talk about, which I think on this list, and you know, all four of these teams, to be honest, could surprise and not deserve to be right here. Right but they now. are right now. But they are right now. Um, I'm just going to throw out Oakland. Oh. The Raiders. Raiders. So they, they got James Jones as a new player. They've got um, Matt, Schaub. Matt Schaub as a new player. He's going to be running the quarterback street. They drafted Derek Carr in the third round. They they added Maurice Jones Drew. They got to the Jones bill. Drew. So you got at each position, main position. You've got guys that have done it in fantasy, um, but they retained. They got rid of Rashad uh, Jennings. Jennings, but they kept um, McFadden. Uh, run DNP. So now you got MJD and Run DNP. Oof. Um, but there's too many. There's too many uh, uh, letters and acronyms in that. In there you go. Streeter has shown some some promise. Uh, Denarius Moore shown some promise. The as problem well. is that this is again. This is what the Raiders do. This is a patchwork team. It doesn't make any sense. To what they're doing, uh, I don't. I don't like it. I, I, James Jones, yeah, you're adding him. He's a guy that we talked about. He's like you know, 777 yards. That's what that's what James Jones is. So, you you add him with Matt Shaw. Matt Shaw who threw more touchdowns uh, for opposing teams in in consecutive games than anyone in NFL history. Uh, Maurice Jones Drew, who's originally from Oakland and got hurt when he was in Oakland the last time he played there. Darren McFadden, who doesn't play. This is a team that you stay away from. That's it. I'm, I'm, we're done. We're going to move on. I'm going to take us to the next team, and the next team is the Tennessee Titans. And the Tennessee Titans are another team that I really don't like what they have going on in many facets. I, I, I like a couple of areas, but the areas that I like are so young and underdeveloped that we don't know exactly what to expect. At the quarterback position, you got Jake Locker, who's fighting for his life if he's going to have uh, any chance left. Um, they drafted Zach Mettenberg, 
uh, Mettenberger. I don't think that Zach Mettenberger has any chance of, of uh, jumping in until later in the season. Uh, but Jake Locker is just not a guy that I feel confident in. Um, you have the only guy that put up any type of numbers fantasy-wise there last year in Kendall Wright, uh, who is a decent player, but you talk about, we were talking about lack of touchdowns with Hakeem Nix and some other guys. He's a lack of touchdowns guy. And the one guy that actually had top ten numbers in Chris Johnson is no longer on the team. Right. The guy that, and the guy that is replacing him is the rookie, Bishop Sankey, who I'm in, I love. Man but, crush. Man crush but, alert. Man but, crush. But you can't you can't count on that as a as a solidifying factor to to be hundred percent on on drafting from this team. But so, I do like I do like where you're gonna be able to draft him and what he's gonna provide. Oh, I agree. Like no, you. no, no. It's Sankey, a value pick. Yeah, Sankey's, Sankey's guy, gonna have a good really He's the really, guy like Giovanni Bernard last year that we're gonna tell you you need to draft this guy. I think he's gonna do better than him. Well, no, he will because he's going to be the legitimate number one. He's, going to, he's going to have a great Giovanni was again the slider guy who had a split time with um, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. He's going to be Same more of a Ray Rice long term, but rookie season, new pick. They went high on first round or not higher. Uh, and, no, they got him in the second. No, round. They, they drafted him high. Right. And the, the, the thing is this though, I don't. I like Justin Hunter. I don't like him with the quarterback Jake Locker there right now. So the development for Hunter is a year away, as far as I'm concerned. Britt's gone. Um, yeah, I know he'll, he'll get the play. I don't like. I don't like their tight end. Um, what's his name? Carlos Rogers. Uh, no, that's the Jolly Rogers. What's the, what's the tight end that we used to play in the Niners there? Uh, oh, Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. Don't like him. I don't. Yeah, that team. To me, it seems like I'm gonna probably stay away from the Titans. Other than a Sankey, if you slot slide. That's the guy that I like. I mean, uh, you know, or if you're in a situation in PPR league, Kendall Wright might be a good guy. Yeah, I just don't like the quarterback situation there. Valverde's. And do they have the Titans? Have got a good quarterback schedule, so that's a good thing. They don't have a good quarterback. They don't have a good quarterback. This is true. They got a good running back situation, which is good for Sankey at eighth. Uh, let's look at Titans. Thirteenth wide receiver, which is pretty uh, all right. And don't have a good situation for Delaney Walker, who well, I called yeah. uh, Daryl Strawberry earlier. <laughs> Straws. <laughs> oh, I love Daryl Strawberry. I wish I had done coke with him. In the Do you remember the that? Uh, I, I want that that Simpsons song when they had uh, all the the uh, when they had all the baseball players uh, on the uh, when they were on strike yeah. and they yeah. played for the uh, Burns team. Yeah, and they had the song and Daryl Strawberry. They, they, they made it was like Daryl was a sad character in that one. At I least he wasn't Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. He was suffering from gigantism from drinking all the uh, the medicine. It's like a party in my mouth, and everybody's coming. Ken Griffey. Yeah, Ken Griffey. That, God, the Simpsons are awesome. I can't wait. The one thing I'm looking forward to when uh, when my kids or my coming. family are, uh, throw me family an old guys, folks home. Simpsons crossover. Uh, it's happening. Really? Yes, they're going to have a crossover. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, that's like that's like the new cookie. Have you heard? Uh, chewy Chips Ahoy with a, uh, uh, a Oreo uh, inside. Uh, that's what everyone's doing. We talked last week about how... Uh, the, Spider-Man is going to merge over into Batman and Superman. So you got Warner Brothers and Marvel uh, merging. Worlds colliding! George Costanza We got Star Wars with Disney. Everyone's kind of joining forces. I just read today that Sprint's going to buy T-Mobile. Basically, here's what's going to happen. And AT&T's buying T-Mobile? Or buying Sprint? Yeah, exactly. Pretty soon, within 30 years, there will be four companies. That's like uh, if you watch back uh, on the NFL NFL Network, they've had the uh, caught in the draft. 
Back in the 1960s, there was the Blesto, which was the Bears, Lions, Eagles, Steelers uh, uh, talent organization. So they shared information on, from scouts between teams. Wow. Yeah. Have you written the Pyropedia about this? No. Blesto. Write it down, Blesto. Let's get that one in the works. All right, let's go to uh, the next team, Carolina Panthers. I mean, considering, shows you how good Cam is, really, even though he's injured right now. The fact that even after a draft that they knew they had to make so many offensive additions, do you like their offense that much more than you did last last year? No. It's horrible. Look at it this way. Cam is great. We love Cam, even though Nate's coming for him. Um, Cam is great. He's warming up. Warm my arm up. <laughs> Your mom's favorite player. Oh, hey. Um, you look at, as I said, Greg Olson's the only guy. Vietnamese geese. That was a, that was a wet one. Yeah. Uh, is is the only guy that uh, that's consistent left on the offense. If you were to say, do you like the running backs that you have here? Yeah, I do. If it was 2007, you know. But it, it, these are the same guys they've had here forever. So D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart. Mike Tolbert, I think I like Mike Tolbert the most out of all those, especially where you're going to get him in a draft value. But no I don't question. like any of them. No question. There's no points to, that you're going to get there. Um, again, I don't know where the points are going to come from on this offense. I don't know who Cam has the, really to be able to uh, to throw the ball to. First round pick, Calvin Benjamin. If you're going to talk, talk about how he's not a breakaway guy. Well, but if you're talking about a rookie coming into the NFL that's going to have problems, might have a great career. Might be an awesome player in three years, but talk about a guy that isn't going to make the immediate jump at the NFL level. I would say he is case in point that type of player. He's also drafted on outside, drafted on overwhelmingly, you know, God given talent. He's got a lot of nuance and a lot of detail yeah, to a I, to an NFL playbook that he's got to learn before also he was, can stop thinking and start playing with his talent. He was also the most overrated wide receiver in my opinion in this year's draft. Uh, he, because of, now, we know I wrote an article, does it matter? Yeah, size matters, but his size and his lack of speed, uh, to me, just, the, the, where size can help you is that you can block off, right? But it, but if you're always getting separation as not being a fast guy, because in college, being open is being open by two yards. Being open in the NFL is being open by uh, a half a foot. His, his you upside, know what I mean? No, I agree. His upside is basically... Cam's gonna have to learn to do this, Drew Brees, and he's like, he's like a, a Mark, he's like a, a, a Marquise Colson. Well, yeah, but I don't even know if he's got the, the hands of a Marquise. I, I know that's his, that's what he's got to become. He better to be a successful NFL player because if he drops a couple passes early on, then Cam's not gonna be throwing it the ball to him because if you want to win and Cam wants to win, you're not you don't trust the rookies. I agree. I, I thought it was an interesting bad news thing. in Carolina. Don't go there. Agreed. All right, uh, let's go to the Browns. Let's go to Brown Town. We're going to Brown Town. We've all done it. We all enjoyed it. Once you go Brown, you never go back. Downtown. Downtown. Brown. We're going Brown Town. Derek, how'd you know? <laughs> wow. wow, good times. Well, we talked about. You're John. higher on this team than I am, so go ahead. I mean, I am. Tate, I do think he'll have a leg injury. You're looking at Josh Gordon, who I think I think the NFL is only going to um, find him for uh, you know six to eight games. 
I don't. I think that the, the NFL, for reasons of players suing them after they get out of the league, are going to concede on the weed thing because all these fucking players smoke weed. Literally all of them. Colin Kaepernick, he just got a hundred and twenty million dollar contract. He's smoking weed. I love you for it. Houdini, you're smoking weed sometimes. D Rex, yes, I'm smoking some weed sometimes. Some Reed. You like Reed. That? You Reed. like that? Reed College. Reed. Steve, Steve Jobs went there for yeah, a semester. Yeah, right. uh, but the fact is, they're going to come down. I think uh, 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 Justin Blackman and a um, Josh Gordon will not see stiff, stiff, stiff kind of weed things. I, I, I really think so. So, But Manziel, I love him, but if he's not, if he's always partying and doing his Gronkowski, it's different when you're a tight end and you got Brady throwing you the ball. People in Brownland, Browntown, are expecting Johnny Football to be Tom Brady. And to be Tom Brady, you got to not be worrying about going out and drinking ace uh, of spades bottles at the X Games because you're young and fun. Uh, you know, it's fun, nice to get hot pussy. Enjoy it while you got it. I don't think that uh, Johnny Football is a, is a bad dude or whatever. I just don't know if he's got the focus. Hoyer, whatever. He had some good games. Good times, but uh, the the fact of the matter is, he, he's he's a second string quarterback. So yeah. then you got the other flip side. I like Andrew Hawkins. I think that's a great addition, fantasy wise. I kind of like him this year. The value you're gonna get, How you high get him like him though. teens. Yeah. I mean right, teens, right, right. teens. The kind of guy who could be very very surprised. Uh, big surprise. And then Jordan Cameron. I'm not gonna be the guy that drafts that guy. I think he's gonna go higher than I want him. But uh, you know, so there you got it. The Browns going in literally a month ago. The Browns were a team on the up and up. They had those two great picks, or they had great draft status. They had uh, they were on the up and up and in, in, in making moves between the, the team always moving to new coaches and new new staff uh, to the fact that a homeless guy supposedly told the owner to draft Johnny Football and Johnny Football is texting the offensive coordinator and the other guys saying, why aren't you drafting me in their trade? It kind of seems like the, a mess. This, this whole team is in it's turmoil. It's the Browns. They're in turmoil. Uh, it's, it's not getting any better right now. Um, it's, it's just, it's, you're right, it's just one cataclysmic disaster after another and so there's too much confusion. Uh, for me to be involved in any of that, I do have Jordan Cameron in a keeper league that I'm uh, I will have on my team. Uh, so I'll hope for the best, and I'll hope that Hoyer starts because the one thing I do know is that when Hoyer was playing, he was doing very well with him. Absolutely, uh, there you go. Well, good times, and I think we covered a lot of stuff for you guys. And uh, you know, check out that power and numbers piece that Suits did. And basically, well, before sometime in the next month, we're going to have Suits do an update. That was more of a review of the 2013 season. He's going to do an update. It's more of a focus, kind of like what we did here on this podcast, and say, hey, here's the guy, the teams that are primed in 2014 to have a lot of fantasy points. Who here are the players that? Our benefit benefit from that and um, benefit benefit benefit. Hey, I'm going. I invent words. I've been doing it my whole life, and I love. I'm going to go have some eggs benefit after this. Oh, I love eggs benefit. I'm <laughs> should I should I have? I'm going to have some eggs. Uh, Florin Florentine Tino Florentino <laughs> Tarantino. Yeah, eggs, some eggs Tarantino. Tarantino. There you go. There you go. Made up a new dish. It's got uh, it's, it's blood instead of hollandaise sauce. There you go. We love you guys. Please. Blood sausage. Just made with blood sausage. You ever have that? I have. I've had blood oranges. Ooh. Um, yep. Guys, we love you. 
We're psyched to have Dog back on our next podcast. Houdini psyched that you and I knocked uh, two podcasts out in three days. And the fact is, buy our draft kit. Buy it now. Don't wait till then. You can start strategizing and reading it. You're going to get every version like Houdini said. I'm going to put a piece in an op-ed up that details what's in this draft kit tonight and tomorrow. Uh, hopefully it'll go up to- tonight, but maybe tomorrow. And it's a badass piece. We're going to close out with more... Uh, Stone Roses. We're saying, we're, we're saying buy the draft kit. We're yeah. begging you. We're begging you, baby. Stone Roses, pick it up.